Demon Wind. There are literally no actors of note here. <laughs> it's a solid way to start. <laughs> Fuck everyone in this film. <laughs> Francine Lapines. Lapensi. Lapensi, you children. Also, despite being in this film, she's like far more successful than us. Is she? Yeah, she's a produ- she's a movie producer now. Yeah, I'm a movie producer, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> this, this doesn't mean anything. <laughs> no, Tom. <laughs> you're a podcaster, Tom. Tom, you are sat alone in your room recording a podcast with no hair. <laughs> I am quite <laughs> and on meth. You're not a movie producer. <laughs> Did you remember to charge Matt Callum? I, I, I didn't. I forgot. I on 30% battery. Oh, um, fuck. This is a cursed <laughs> film. We shouldn't be recording this. We are, I know, I know, right? We are inciting the son of Satan by recording a, a podcast about this film. It's just dangerous. Yeah, it went wrong the first time. There's been a power cut at Tom's. Yeah. This, this is fraught. <laughs> there's there's some sort of winged beast in my uh, in my wardrobe telling me to stop. Who knows what could happen? In the car park, there's a ginger girl poking a big stick at me for no reason. <laughs> Guys, I'd love to record this podcast, but a limo just pulled up out front with a freakish wizard. Who's, <laughs> he says, "Every lady should have her flowers." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and then he roundhouse kicked me to death. <laughs> yeah, we better start before my mouth fills up with yogurt. Uh, hello, welcome to Warm Tints Film Club. It's uh, it's me, your host Matt, with uh, my two best pals, Tom and Callum. How are you both doing? Doing good. It's really rainy over here. There's a cosmic uh, deity telling us not to record Demon Wind. You're butt naked outside a petrol station, screaming. <laughs> mutating into a sort of angelic alien creature um (laughs) i'm vomiting yogurt everywhere this film is possibly one of the most confused films i think i've ever watched it yeah it doesn't know what it wants to do at any point other than try and be a horror film in a sort of the weirdest way possible it's I don't very strange. Even, I don't even know if I'd even I would I would never call this a horror film. <laughs> I think no. this is like a this is like free jazz. <laughs> it's just like a <laughs> free form horror movie. Yeah, it's an experience that I don't think can be put into words. <laughs> off oh, off my heels of you, the you... Soviet Hobbit, we have the uh, the pinnacle of capitalist decadence in Demon Wind. <laughs> Yes, Demon Wind, uh, mm-hmm. the film you never knew about and wish you hadn't ever watched. Uh, let alone twice, like, eh? Let alone twice. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about 
some of the people in it. In fact, only one of the people in it, and that's uh, Francine Lapensi. Do you mean Francine Lapinas? <laughs> no, I mean Francine Lapensi. Absolute child. I think you're misremembering that because I remember <laughs> seeing a title saying Francine Lapines. Um, Callum, do you remember seeing that? <laughs> yep, it's yeah. Francine Lapines. So sorry, Matt, we're going to have to take an editorial stance on this. I believe her name oh, is Francine Lapines. So, uh, Francine Lapensi is in this. Oh, we nearly said lame. it. Oh, we I nearly said, said it. it. <laughs> nearly said it. You and your brain worms. Uh, <laughs> So she was in this as uh, as Elaine, uh, one of the many characters which you will not care about. Um, she's uh, a producer now. She was also in like a film called Alien Private Eye. <laughs> I, not... I like the sound of Alien Private Eye. Yeah. <laughs> I really like the sound of Alien Private Eye. Solving it's... space crimes. It sounds like you know when uh, films get moved to different countries and they change their names. It sounds like a direct translation of like X Files put somewhere else. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> German X Files is called Alien Private Eye. <laughs> Basically, everyone else who starred in this movie was pretty much out of the industry by the mid two thousands. And good fucking riddance, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> We don't normally say this about the people uh, that star in these movies, but good God, get them out of here. <laughs> I never yeah. want to see them in anything ever again. Yeah, there's some rough performances here, big time. <laughs> I thought they were uh, great. <laughs> <laughs> For all up. the wrong reasons. <laughs> I think this is one of the first films that we've watched in the category of So Bad It's Good. Yes. Yeah, we finally truly approached that top yeah. Top tier garbage. Like, yeah. I mean, just awful in all aspects. Terrible acting, terrible writing, effects are poor. Like, they're sort of like they, BBC Doctor Who sort of did better special effects <laughs> than, than what this film produced, but has allowed for so many memes and oh, fuck, memorable yeah. moments oh, that I yeah. think it is definitely crowns that so far. We've, we've had a lot of discussion about what is or isn't a warm tin film. There will be no such discussion on the Demon Wind episode because <laughs> it is, it's like the archetype. It's the blueprint. This sort Absolutely. of insanity is exactly the thing we would watch in those horrible <laughs> collapsing sofas. If you oh, watch yeah. this film on your own, I think it would generate some sort of psychic damage. Like, I don't think <laughs> it's not safe. To, like, there should be like a warning label on it. It's like, do not watch this on your own. Like, it's just not healthy for you. A grey old man with a revolver will come to you and go, do not watch this film on your own. <laughs> Each copy of this film on DVD comes with a phone number for the Samaritans. <laughs> Charles Philip Moore directed and wrote this heap of shit. Um, <laughs> and thankfully, thankfully, after this, he only did like three other movies and then just just quit. And good fucking riddance. Uh, what were the other like, movies called? Don't know all of them, but one of them was uh, called The Termination Man. <laughs> oh, I think I've seen that one. <laughs> That's the German translation of Terminator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, like this, this, this whole thing just sounds like it was absolute hell. Uh, there was like freezing temperatures, snow drifts that they had to like plow through to continue filming. The first day's footage they just completely lost, like seven hours worth of footage. Just I've like been there. It's fucking horrible. Just yeah. printed on bad films. Oh my god. <laughs> Guys, did our Demon Wind review rhyme with the Demon Rim production? Oh my god. 
Oh my god! It's true, actually. Yeah. yeah. This film is cursed. There is this film is truly inherently <laughs> evil about this film. There's something very wrong with it. Don't bury me in this film. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's so bewildering to watch because it was never meant to be a narrative. It's literally a spell. It's just—it's <laughs> the Latin on the wall that you're, we're now reading aloud without even realizing. <laughs> oh no! Oh god, no! It's the Latin on the wall again. <laughs> the fucking I hope we, Latin. I hope we don't wall. read one of the words wrong. Do they even oh. translate the Latin in this? I think they just read it and it all they goes fucking read wrong. it aloud. They never even know what it's what it actually says. It, I don't think. Nope. I have no idea what the hell anything says. Uh, they just see re- like writing on the wall, written in blood, and go, oh, I'm going to read that. So I've, I've just gone to the film, uh, and I'm skimming through it um, to try <laughs> and doing? find... I'm playing with fire. <laughs> to try and find what the Latin is. And it emerged while doing this that the film doesn't start until you know when all the the aliens and the demons and all that sort of shit happens is 45 minutes into it 45 minutes into this one and a half hour film (laughs) i mean yeah they spend like half an hour at the bloody gas station meeting all their mates it's like oh yeah well should we uh should we dive straight into this this pile of manure Open the gates of hell. I like it. I don't know what yeah, you're complaining you know, about. It. Yeah, it's it's absolutely nuts. It's awful. It's just bonkers. I've, it's. I can I, and will watch this film again, but I will never watch it on my own. <laughs> as no. long as I live, it will drive me insane. Yeah, let's uh, let's find out. Let's find out together. Uh, so uh, to begin, we have to sit through the longest opening sequence known to man. It's impossibly long. It is uh, 10 minutes long. Not the credits themselves, but the whole opening sequence is a full 10 minutes of this movie. Jesus. But like most of that is like... Because it starts quite interesting. It starts with like the crucifix. The, there's like a burning man on the crucifix and there's lots of dead people. And you're like, okay, it's pretty spoopy. And then it comes into a house and most of that opening sequence is like shots of Jesus and, and relatively like religious imagery. Not even imagery. Religious paraphernalia? There's just candles everywhere. Also cinnamon. Yeah, yeah. shit loads of cinnamon. <laughs> what the f- cinnamon on an altar? Cinnamon by the crucifix. Cinnamon by Virgin Mary. They were whipping up a nice big batch of cinnamon buns for Jesus, and something went horribly wrong. And demon wind was born. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, I don't we know. were meant to use flour, uh, but instead, what we've used is cocaine. <laughs> and it's weird because it starts like quite sinister with like synths and stuff and then it flips to do so I, I would kind of class as maybe a more modern thing because it does the whole it plays like a, a religious hymn doesn't it it's, are you bathed in the blood of the lamb yeah. yes oh yes it's are you bathed in the blood of the lamb because they just keep singing that like chorus over yes. and over and over, over again, and over again. <laughs> but i don't know why they flipped from the, the sort of the uh, They've already established things are going wrong. There's a man on fire. There's dead bodies everywhere. And then they flip to like the sort of the faux, oh, everything's safe. We're in a cottage and there's a, a nice hymn playing, but it's getting more sinister. I d- ooh, and then very so, weird. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> 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 and then there's, they, they cut to the door and the door's being like battered down. You're like, oh, okay. All right. I, I guess there's some sort of siege going on. Maybe, mm. but no one seems that invested in actually getting in. They are all just sort of like lightly tapping on the door, going, "Please come in, come in, please, <laughs> please let us eat your soul." It's like a London dungeon. 
attraction. <laughs> it's like you go into a room and loads of people bang doors and throw things off walls and stuff, and that's about the extent of, of the scares. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the scene from Ice Cream Man where they go through the asylum with the dad and the son who have gone to the haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we enter into this, uh, into this nice cinnamon-tainted cottage uh, mm-hmm. where Regina and George, uh, they're holed up in there. There's a bunch of demons at the door, sort of like mocking them and like rattling the doorknob, saying their spells won't work to keep them out and they're going to get in eventually. And Regina is sort of backing away from the front door and George is behind her and uh, reveals he's demonically possessed by dribbling a whole bunch of yogurt out of his mouth. No, it's cum. <laughs> Classic. New record. <laughs> I mean, first of all, if, it, if your cum looks like that, please call a doctor. It looks more like a Muller corner. It does honest. actually. That's really good. Just, like it, a, before you've like, mixed it. Yeah, it's yeah. like someone's just like gobbed a whole Muller corner and then sort of like dribbled it out. And it goes on for quite a while. Like it's not just like. A, <laughs> It doesn't ever turn into blood or anything. Just kind of... <laughs> the thing that made me laugh about it as well is he's embracing her because she's like, oh lord, there's demons outside. What are we going to yeah. do? And he just like has this sort of vacant stare on his face and then just starts like vomiting all of this like goo <laughs> like onto her head. Yeah. yeah and and um, then George kills her. And then, for some reason, the farmhouse explodes. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Oh, no. Oh. Because okay, boys, tell me that, what happens. She she steps back and she's like, oh no, and George goes through his transformation into a demon, which is basically you get loads of sores, you get <laughs> vampire teeth, and your eyes go red is the extent of becoming a demon. And then she grabs, she's backed up against the door and she reaches for a stow globe. And she's like, remember, George, this is like, if we destroy this crystal... It's a snow globe, but it's definitely not made of crystal. Uh, <laughs> it's like a really cheap one that you'd pick up at like a, I don't Absolutely. know, like a resort or something. And like a bad resort, like if you'd like stopped in like a gift shop in like Torquay, that's the level of like snow globe you've got. And it's, it's like, of like a castle. It's like not of the yeah. house. <laughs> it's no. of a totally different place. <laughs> and then she's like, if we just us, uh, everything's over. Well, it's all going to fall apart. It's all going to fall apart. And George is like, seems not even remotely surprised or interested in this, keeps approaching her, then attacks her, and then she yeets the, <laughs> yeets the snow globe onto the ground, and it blows up like an IED. Yeah. And the whole house shatters into a million pieces, right? This thing was like a thermonuclear device, because that thing hits the ground, and the next shot is a wider the house goes. Just completely oh. annihilated. Amazing. <laughs> Four explosions go off. Why? I don't know. It's just insane. As well, Um, like, if that was your, like, contingency plan, you know, to blow up the house, why would you do it in something that just is bound to get fucking knocked over? Like, it's a snow globe. You get an over-boisterous child. (laughs) Yeah. Going to reach for the salt and then just feeling your hand, like, clip the back of the snow globe and go, 
Oh no! Oh, <laughs> it wasn't even protected. What? It was like on the table. You'd think if that was the thing that was like holding the demons away was this crystal snow globe. You think you'd keep it somewhere safer than just like on the side in a house that know. appears to just be full of clutter as well. Like yeah, it's, it's like covered, covered in uh, like t- uh, candles and cinnamon and photos of Jesus <laughs> and all these like tall books. It's like yeah, okay, I'll just leave the one thing that if it breaks, the whole place is going to explode somewhere amongst this mess let me just knock a few pieces of paper over to see if i can find it (laughs) well that's that's the thing it was meant to go in a cupboard but there's just so many jars of cinnamon lying around (laughs) they couldn't fit it in anymore maybe cinnamon's just really explosive and like all it took was a was a little spark and the whole place went up So an undefined period of time later, Corey and Elaine are driving towards the very same farm that blew up in uh, <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere uh, to find out why, after visiting, Corey's dad killed himself. Uh, well, he... <laughs> this is horrendous shining-like car shop with absolutely none of the tension of the shining, where it just looks like they've had an argument or there is something that's not working between their relationship. Because he's stone-cold staring, and she's trying everything to like, I, uh, like have a conversation with him. And he's like, no, 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 I don't know. yeah. And she's like, what happened? You know, you you saw your dad. Uh, what happened? And he's like, oh, he's stupid or drunk. So like, you haven't been the same. And he's like, well, I don't worry about it. He's fucking he's, negging her. Yeah, and it's not <laughs> until they get to the gas station, right, when all of his friends arrive, and I'm talking like I don't know, must be seven of them arrive. Eight of them oh, arrive. at least. <laughs> <laughs> in this batch of friends <laughs> I know well yeah exactly and once they're all there then he goes oh by the way guys my dad committed suicide and his girlfriend's like you didn't tell me and he's like well, I couldn't bring myself to but it's like <laughs> why did you wait until eight people are here but why, why does that help you if you've got like loads of your mates around like if you like surely you're going to console like the closest person to you and like keep that between you two not just like Wait until you've got a whole group and be like, I'm just going to tell everyone at once. Just, you know, no, he, he, with you. he's an emo kid. He needs to have like the maximum amount of drama at all times. So, yeah. you know, you keep a lid on that until you've got uh, an entire cadre of people around you. If I said to you guys, guys, you've got to meet me in the middle of a field on the other side of the country with absolutely no explanation as to why, you'd tell me to fuck off and you'd be right to do so. Yeah. yeah. But these fucking dipshits seem to have come from all corners of the earth to help their (laughs) charisma-free friend Corey for a reason that literally no one knows why. And some of them come with guns. And doves. And (laughs) they're just sick of Corey's shit. (laughs) That's what the guns are for. Uh, Corey and Elaine, they stop off at a gas station to uh, get directions and meet up with their friends who are sort of, they're on their way. The old gas station attendant uh, tells them to like fuck off, basically. Says there ain't there ain't no farmhouse, and there never was, and then shuts the door on them. We also get our very first uh, flashback in this scene, um, oh, hell yes. where Corey gets out of the car, looks at the gas station, and then has a flashback to a dream he had, where he gets out of a car at the same gas station, but it's night. He's completely naked, and he just looks at the gas station and starts screaming. His grandmother, his grandmother his comes out, out and she says, "She says hi, Corey, welcome home or something." And he goes, 
Uh, <laughs> it's a great... As he contrasts into him. <laughs> it makes me not... Corey has a lot of these premonitions, right? And, and there's a few where he comes on and says something like, oh, I've been here before, or I've seen this before. And then it will stay with him for about 10 seconds on his face. And then it will like crossfade or slow fade into mm. his premonition. And then it will slow fade back to him looking <laughs> gormlessly at the screen. Like. He's not even telling anyone. <laughs> they might as well have done like the, the wavy screen effect from like children's TV when they're like having, Literally. having a memory. So Elaine tries to cheer Corey up. Like he's in a bit of a funk. Like they go into the cafe because of course the Midwest, you have a cafe <laughs> at the gas station, not a diner. The um, cafe that is like vastly larger on the inside than the outside. Yeah. <laughs> Very disorienting. Yeah, proportion, not a thing. <laughs> so like she tries to cheer, cheer Corey up by flashing her butt at him. <laughs> yeah, um, this was but then, but then the cafe, the cafe manager like just comes out of nowhere. And- she goes in and she like flashes, she, she's wearing jeans as well. So it's not even like she's in a skirt. She just then like, drops her jeans around her knees and goes, hey, Corey, look at this. And then she does like a little like, cutie booty, you know, like wiggle thing. And she's giggling. And Corey's like, what the fuck are you doing? And then the gas station attendant comes out and goes, what the fuck are you doing? And she's like, oh, 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 sorry. Oh, no, I didn't think anyone would see. You're in a cafe. You're in the middle of a cafe. You just walked in and like made loads of noise and then got your ass out. Yeah, you just made a scene. <laughs> also, like, this whole thing is just like such a fucking terrible set. It's so yeah. poorly made. It makes like yeah. the Hobbit. It makes uh, the Hobbit <laughs> look like a fucking amazing like West End stage play. It's just so ropey. So, uh, finally, the cavalcade of dipshits arrive. This is um, great. There's like, like there's six friends who've turned up for moral support and plenty more on the way. Like, literally every single one of them, unimportant to the plot at all. No one needs to give a shit about them. However, they all do make a grand entrance. You've got Del and Terry, who are like the jock and jock's girlfriend. They're Fred, weirdly horny, like, straight from the get-go. Yeah, I mean, they're like Fred and Daphne from Scooby-Doo. This is a very Scooby-Doo-ass film as well. I say that well, like... I mean, Del's Scooby-Doo. literally dressed like Fred, and yeah. Terry is dressed like sexy Velma. Yeah, she is. It's yeah. very weird. <laughs> I like... The first thing Del says, pretty much, is... He's got, like, two catchphrases, which... One is, you look good enough to eat, which he says to, says to Elaine when he first comes in. And mm. then his girlfriend comes in and goes, well, you look good enough to eat. And then proceeds to then say two other things. Uh, that's why I keep her around. And he says that about four times in that diner. Like, it, 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 it is like yeah, a cartoon. Yeah, like trying to establish a catchphrase for him. Yeah, it's like a catchphrase. It's those, like, she'll say something and he's like, that's why I keep her around. I've, I've got it as well. He's like a cursed Johnny Bravo. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah, similar energy. Yeah. Except uh, Johnny Bravo is notably more intelligent than Dell. Yeah. Yes. Johnny Bravo can can string multiple catchphrases together in moments that it makes sense to say them. Dell just like barges <laughs> into a room and goes, "That's why I keep her around." And gets like disempowered by a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking deserves it. Yeah. Uh, but then the ki- the kings of our story arrive. Chuck and Stacy, who are both guys, 
by the way. Just so no, no one's they're confused. so much more than guys. They're, they're, they're fucking not. wizards. <laughs> they're magicians. They're kung fu masters. <laughs> Chuck or Stacy, they're both the same person in my head. Uh, they come as a pair. They always will. But one of them looks like a sort of freakish clone of like Kevin Bacon and Tommy Wiseau. It's very unsettling. <laughs> yeah. And he's he's announced and he... by this this car coming over a hill, blasting Ride of the Valkyries, which, you know, never a good thing to hear. A vehicle coming towards you playing that. <laughs> it's like this amazing, like, lemon yellow uh, 50s convertible yes. with white leather seats. It's just so good. <laughs> Chuck or Stacy is, like, dressed as a magician, stood up in one of the seats... And he's like, he's got a, has he got a top hat as well? No, he no. doesn't. He pulls that out later, but he's got a red and black cape on. And he's like a nap, like Stacey's announcing, and he's like got his hands out and he's got like a wand in his hand. T-posing. Um, <laughs> Establishing yeah. dominance. And I'm I'm saying at this point, I'm like, me, Matt and Calum are watching it. And I was like, yeah, he looks like Tommy Wiseau. And then he opens his mouth and he talks like Tommy Wiseau as well. <laughs> he just, the first thing he says, he goes, Every princess should have her flowers. <laughs> and then hands flowers to a random woman. In like a Fucking traditional like, magician trick. He does all of like, the, the catchphrase magician tricks where he's like, he produces flowers out of his sleeve. There's a bit where Del tries to punch him because... He throws a can up in the air and then Ranhouse kicks the can <laughs> yes. into Dell's face. And then Dell's like, I'm going to beat him, this nerd up. And then he's like, whoa, whoa, don't step on the rabbit. And then there's like a rabbit on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and then like doves come out like a dime store magician. It's, it's just... really frightening the first time you see it. <laughs> I'm so bewildered. When you're doing like horror films, there is a tendency to lean towards like I don't know like characterization of like okay he's a jock he's a nerd he's a but I don't understand why Silver and okay right these two are magicians kung fu magicians nonetheless yeah kung fu magicians they both know karate but that doesn't matter because they also carry shotguns which I kung um, fu pub... gun nut magician and, and they're horny as well that's their other <laughs> they thing isn't? they're just constantly horny. Yeah, well, everyone is in this film. My God, I mean, they are online. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, the Reddit boys have rocked up. <laughs> they are Reddit boys. That's They're not Reddit far boys. Off. They're big Fucking, time Reddit boys. If, if Rick and Morty had been around, it wouldn't have been flowers for a princess. It would be, they turn me into a wizard, Morty. Ha ha, I'm wizard Rick. <laughs> Christ. And then the fi- the final of the six friends show up, Jack and Bonnie, and their character traits are they are there. Um, that's <laughs> yeah, it. about as Magnolia as possible. I mean, yeah. just one, one is Magnolia, one is Fuchsia, and yeah, uh, that's it. Um, I feel like that character would have been played by Rick Morales if he if he'd yes. lost all will and hope of acting. Yeah, if, if this film hadn't had a half million dollar budget. Yeah. Well, the Jack character is basically characterized by him walking in and speaking to, uh, what's his name? Corey. Um, And being like, Corey, you're my best friend. I'd do anything for you. And then Corey's going, I know, man. I know. And that is literally (laughs) the only interaction they have in the entire film. (laughs) They never speak to each other again. (laughs) Chuck speaks more to um, uh, (laughs) Elaine (laughs) than Corey in this. So, backstory time. Corey tells, like, the old gas station attendant is... The Clint Eastwood impersonator. Yeah. 
It's talking the, about people yeah. who weren't available. This guy was just told to be like Clint Eastwood, and that was it. He's like Clint Eastwood and Unforgiven. He's like moody, grumpy. He's waving a fucking Colt Ranger around. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> they go in and they ask him for directions, and he's like, there is no farm. There are no directions. And then they go, oh, come on, we know it's there. Like, I used to visit it in my old time. And then the guy just immediately pulls a fucking gun on them and says, like, get out of my store! I'll kill you if you ask about that farm again, you you son of a bitch! <laughs> yeah, and uh, Corey uh, ignores this, asks about the farm one last time, and says, like, look, my grandparents died up there, my dad survived because he was in hospital at the time where it blew up, he then <laughs> went up there, saw something super disturbing and killed himself shortly after coming back, and I just want to go up there and have a look. <laughs> and the old man goes oh the gun doesn't even work and <laughs> puts it down yeah. and gives him directions <laughs> yeah, he's like what am I doing this gun's not loaded uh, you just go down there take a left knock yourself out because <laughs> like, I said like, he says like, oh the farmhouse is mine and he's like the farm doesn't belong to you and you go who's it belong to and he goes the dead and like really dramatic <laughs> immediately forgets this puts the gun down and goes yeah two doors down the right mate straight across and you'll be there no trouble on you go son the directions aren't even like that complicated. He just says, just go down the road till there's no road anymore and you're there. Yeah. It's literally the only road. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the only property. It's one road. It looks like they're in the middle of the fucking step. Who is this gas station, sir? I have no idea. Like, there's, no, <laughs> there's no like geographical locations. I couldn't find out where this fucking thing was like shot. Could be anywhere. It may well actually be Mongolia. <laughs> it would make sense. <laughs> yeah, Genghis Khan turns up at the end and saves the day. <laughs> that could fucking that happen is... in Demon Wind, and we'd be like, yep, yeah, makes sense. I mean, it would yeah, be better cool. than the Klingons appearing and saving <laughs> what actually happens. So, <laughs> so uh, directions attained. The gang, uh, they set off for the farm, and we have possibly the most amount of driving shots I've ever seen in a film. Oh my days. <laughs> I was livid watching this. Cause it's, it's so I, I'm gonna long. I'm gonna get some timestamps right fucking now. Right, oh, so it starts do. starts with them driving away at uh twenty six minutes and thirty four seconds. We're then treated to the one spooky shot of the film, which is um oh no wait, nope, nope, we got some driving just... before that. So we got a minute of driving. <laughs> uh, then we get the spooky shot of the film where they zoom in, it zooms in on a bird's nest and an egg cracks open. It's full of worms. Yeah. Uh, then yeah, we got, we got some more driving. Uh, we got some more driving. Do you uh, get the weird ginger girl with the pointy stick at this point? Yeah. Uh, no, that was right at the beginning. Oh, is that right at the beginning, is it? Yeah. I think She's she pops like, up again and like, glares oh, I forgot at them, about though. it. Right at the end. Never explained. Yeah. Which is a demon at the end. There's a yeah. girl. Spooky girl. There. Never trust a spooky girl. Yeah, I think there's about four solid minutes of just driving, but mm. it's like not even done. Jesus Christ. It's literally like static wide shots of cars arriving from the left hand side of the screen and then disappearing off the right. That's it. I mean, so sometimes they go from top of the screen to the bottom. Oh, yeah, that's true. Sometimes they do uh, like to change it up. I think, like, even viewers of Norwegian slow TV would find this difficult. It, it generally was horrific. It was hard. It was hard on all of us. But we are rewarded, aren't we, folks? <laughs> we are rewarded when the gang finally arrive at the farm and uh, they find a skeleton nailed to a cross outside it. And Bonnie just helpfully muses, what do you think happened here? 
I love that. That's my favorite <laughs> moment. It's there's so many memes in this film. It is a travesty that the internet hasn't made good use of Demon Wind yet. <sighs> yeah, like had this had this not been made in the 90s, this film would have been so fucking online. It would have been amazing. I think it only could have been made in the 90s though. That's the issue. It's so of its time. Mm. But I mean, how do you write that? How do you like I'd love to see the stage directions there of like <laughs> character looks at body on crucifix line. What do you think happened here? What do you think happened here? <laughs> as far as I understand it, a crucifixion. It's either some sort of torture or execution. It's one of the two. But I don't think it leads much up to the imagination. It's all there plain to see. It's not burnt to a crisp or anything. It's all there. I just... Uh, uh. No, it, it's, uh, it's The motives are unknown. We can't possibly say anything at this time. The mystery continues. <laughs> I think it. I think it was art. Like it looks like an album cover or something. What do you think <laughs> happened here? I want to know. I don't really understand so, uh, why it was crucified crucifixion as well, because obviously that's. It's the very first like... shot of the film is a bloke who's crucified to it and is just on fire. Fire. I mean, why both? <laughs> I mean, that's the whole point of crucifixion was it was designed to like punish people for long term. He's not even uh, crucified like this. Sorry, no. listen, I'm extending my arms. He's in like a fetal position, so I don't even know how they're keeping him up there. There's just like a fetal position guy who's like near a cross who's on fire. Ugh. God, it's just abysmal. <laughs> he's draining the soul out of Callum. Like it really is. He's looking he's looking he looks like he's about to pass out. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> it just this film, man. <laughs> I would love to have been in the writing room where they decided that this was a good idea. Like they were like, "This is this is spooky, or this is tense, or this is like, or this will be worth watching." Yeah, <laughs> I want to watch this film. I, what? I, oh. as, uh, as the gang explores the farm, very quickly discover everything has been burnt to the ground. Uh, there's a barn, there's a farmhouse, everything's gone. However, they go up to the door of the farmhouse and they open it. And it's like a spooky mystery is happening. Uh, the door opens into the farmhouse as it was. It's not burnt to the ground. Ooh. Yeah. So uh, naturally, everyone just decides to go inside. Um, <laughs> instead of backing the fuck, fuck up, they go, oh, cool, let's have a look around this eldritch phenomenon. Corey finds his grandmother's skeleton. Also, Bonnie turns to uh, uh, what's his face, Jack. That's how memorable he is, uh, <laughs> and, and says, "Don't bury me here. It's evil." <laughs> <laughs> so Bonnie just fucking outs herself as the girl who is not going to survive. This. Yeah, gee, this die. place is spooky. Sure, hope I don't die. That's the thing that everyone <laughs> says. <laughs> That is, that is something I routinely say whenever we go out. <laughs> it's true, actually. Matt, you do be saying that. He gets to the seafront and goes, don't bury me here. Just <laughs> the ice cream. Don't bury me here. Don't bury me here. <laughs> bury me with my golden arm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, one of the dipshits uh, finds some like Latin like scrawled on a wall in blood. And as we all know, from Event Horizon, you shouldn't read that out loud. Shouldn't pay any attention to it. Look, we've not got many rules here at Warm Tins Film Club, but we do have one rule, and that's never read Latin. We will never, never. read Latin. No. Ever. It's dead for dead a language. reason. Leave it alone. <laughs>
<laughs> Leave well enough alone, you fucking yeah. ingrates. Exactly. So uh, naturally, the what the dipshit does is read it aloud, and uh, all the furniture begins to shake and start exploding into like clouds of splinters as they all like pile out the door. Uh, a knife like flies out of a drawer and like <laughs> hurls itself at Corey's head. He has so much warning to get away from this knife. Everyone <laughs> runs out of the room. Corey decides to stop and turn around and sort of be frightened for a moment. And he's like glancing around in terror. <laughs> and then a huge knife, the biggest knife in the kitchen that was lying out on the table, starts floating up in the air until it gets to eye level. And Corey stares at it going, oh, that's a, fu- that's a knife. It's pointed at me. Oh, whoa. oh, gee, I've got to get out of here. Oh, no. And then the knife flies at him and impales the wall behind him. And then he leaves. It's amazing. It's so Scooby-Doo. Like, chairs fly and smash into the wall. There is nothing <laughs> spooky or frightening about this whatsoever. This is like an R, I would say R-rated or at least pretty high-rated movie. There is nothing spooky about this. It, like, no. Poltergeist was more spooky. It's just items flying and him looking gormless going, oh, uh, as, as a knife flies towards him and goes, oh, oh, no. as it like impales <laughs> next to him. And he's like, okay, maybe we should leave the house. Well, then he walks out there and everyone goes like, oh, fuck, that was terrifying. Let's get the fuck out of here. And then Corey yeah. starts going, no. No, I, I think it was actually trying to tell us. It was trying to protect us. Or yeah, he says. <laughs> it's like it just threw a knife at your head, dude. Because <laughs> this is where it all gets very confusing. The time on this film is bonkers in my mind. I think on purpose, but like, they're like, "Oh, we should leave," and Corey's like, "No, I don't think we should leave," and then. <laughs> They go. They turn back to the crucifix, and all that happens is like someone cuts the like fishing wire off of the the skeleton on the crucifix because it just like crumples to the floor. (laughs) Oh fuck! We need to get out of here. And it's like you've just seen like an optical illusion of essentially a house appear like appearing out of thin air. A knife is thrown at your head. There's Latin in blood on the wall. The skeletons <laughs> everywhere, and the one thing that trips you out to make you go home is the skeleton, like that's age old from the twenties, falling off of a crucifix. <laughs> like, why is that the thing that makes you go? Do you know what this ain't for me? Callum, have you ever seen a skeleton? They're really fucking spooky, man. They're spooky sure they and are. scary. Those skeletons, pretty spooky. Mm. Yeah, they send shivers up my spine. <laughs> uh, they yeah. certainly do. So, uh, witnessing all of this. Uh, naturally, uh, the gang pile into their cars to try and escape. Uh, all the cars, however, uh, are dead. All the batteries are flat. They won't turn over. So they decide the best thing to do is to walk back to the gas station. But, oh boy, did they get that wrong. Those fools. Forgot to account for the fog. <laughs> the demon fog. You know, the film that we're watching, Demon Fog. Demon, demon fog. Demon wind? Demon, demon, demon fog. Demon fog. And it's real fog. I read that on the IMDb page. Yes, <laughs> it's apparently, apparently it's real fog, but it does not look like it real fog. Smoke grenades, a hundred percent. Like it rolls in the weirdest way possible, and also it. Oh my god! Again, a really Scooby Doo ass moment because they're like getting lost, but instead of filming it, so it looks like it's interesting, and they're getting lost. <laughs> they keep going. Oh no, I'm lost again. 
people have done this fog? And then like, they come out and go, where are we now? Oh, no. And then he's like, they do that about four times. And like, rather than doing something interesting, they like, like filming them, like, sort of like, walking around in a big circle and winding up back at the farm. Uh, the fog just, like, magically transports them to different locations and then back to the farm. And they just stand still the whole time going, Oh, whoa! Oh, no! Oh. <laughs> and all of the locations they get transported to look really fucking similar. It's, yeah, it's like they've just makes... moved the camera. It's like you ha- you've got no context for this. Like it's the same. It all looks like a big grass field. <laughs> Once they are finally transported back to the farm by the magic fog, uh, and there's a trio <laughs> of demonic children there to greet them, but not the demonic child we saw before, or we will see at the end. It's another set of children entirely. (laughs) (laughs) Who we never see again. This is at the point where the film will become incredibly confusing. I feel like pure dread for anyone who comes into this podcast not having seen the film and trying to piece together what the fuck is going on. As always, as I'll say this every episode, (laughs) if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't watched this film, pause put it back in your pocket, (laughs) go and sit down. It's free on YouTube. You have no excuse this time. Like, sit down and watch the entirety of Demon Wind and then come back to this podcast and you'll still be confused. You'll have no idea what went on. You'll probably be more confused. (laughs) Quite likely, actually. We're probably giving it more credit than it's worth. But yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Uh, So these these three children, they just bully this, like, group of adults. Um, And uh, they they also uh, just, for some fucking reason, turn Bonnie into a child's doll. (laughs) (laughs) Jack picks it up, and it just sort of goes, You lied to me, Jack! (laughs) And then explodes. (laughs) (laughs) A child's doll IED. Why are things exploding? I don't want. It's a really subtle horror. It's subtle, and you know it's subtle because all the scary things could explode at any minute. Oh, scary, no! Ah, it exploded! <laughs> we were looking for a film to watch, and I was on people who also liked, I think, Dead Heat liked this, and I was flicking through some trailers. And the first thing, the, the things I saw in this trailer that caught me out was the exploding baby, which if you're going to put it in a trailer, you know what you're doing. Um, yep. The weird bit at the end where the uh, demonic nerd guy, Rick Morales, is fondling Ellie, uh, what's her name? Oh, fuck, the dove. Yeah, when then he transports from man to... Oh, well, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Oh, that later. my God, I'm and so excited. Some- there was something else. It might have been the crucifix or something. But I remember seeing all those three things and being like, I have absolutely no understanding of what this film could be about. I have to watch it purely on that basis. Callum and um, I were sitting, it was literally like minutes before we were due to start like watching the film. <laughs> and we were like, what are we watching? What are we watching? Callum went, I think we should watch. Th- could you watch the trailer? Because I'm not sure. I <laughs> I'm not sure what this is. It was Callum. Callum tricked us. Yeah, I-, I cursed you to watch Demon Wind. Callum read some Latin years ago and has been <laughs> paying for it ever since. <laughs> Watching Demon Wind, going, I've seen this before, and a slow transition to me reading Latin off like a, a toilet <laughs> cubicle in a pub. <laughs> <laughs> 
So um, after after uh, Bonnie detonates, uh, the rest of the gang <laughs> they run back into the house. Uh, <laughs> and what happens is like fifteen minutes of teen romance drama, and oh it's fucking God. boring as shit. So fuck that. Let's go. Uh, I was paying stuff. a load of attention, so I've got a very detailed love triangle. Would you like me to go into it? Nope. No, no. <laughs> yes, always, yes, please. No, that was it. They're all all their girlfriends slept with fucking Chuck the wizard so they're all insecure oh that they might oh, seduce yes. them again <laughs> I don't good lord Dell's like on edge the whole time Dell just wants to fight everyone at this point particularly chuck he's had enough of chuck and isn't this bit where they sort of do the whole like exposition like this is what went on he finds like a book and they go through this yeah prop- cory like, yeah cory finds his grandmother's diary in a drawer yeah it explains that like some some geezer tried to summon the devil or the son of the devil (laughs) 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 i wish callum i wish we could record that and put that in audio form like just you sitting there in your mod shirt like frowning to yourself (laughs) some geezer tried to summon the devil <laughs> I mean, that's the extent of what he says, though. He's like, some bloke tried to summon the devil. He took, like, stole three little girls and chopped them up. Yeah. So the villagers found out, went into his house, and burned his house on fire with him in it. Uh, and everything was fine for loads of years until Rudy had some kids. Oh, they were triplets. They were all. <laughs> he says that, like, none of the children were human except one, your dad. Who... And I was like, <laughs> well, that means two of the children just weren't. Really relevant, is it? Yeah, no, um, no children in this town that, <laughs> that consists of a farmhouse and a gas station and a cafe <laughs> have been born normal. They've all been born demonic. Yeah. Uh, the only exception is Corey's dad. <laughs> That's just a story about the perils of inbreeding. Which, because <laughs> they ask why, they're like, "What? Well, why was your dad special?" And he's like, "I don't know." And then that's never answered. Yeah, that's never, never even remotely answered. He's just magic. Magic, magic, dad. <laughs> dad magic and there's this whole thing about they need to get the seven daggers to kill the son of satan oh god uh, and they've yeah. got two and they've only where got, they got two. two from i don't know uh where the other five are no one knows and they're like okay yeah. we've got these two daggers there's five more somewhere again spoilers never found never even really addressed again <laughs> no like, they don't even no... need two no. they just they only really need one they don't even use the one <laughs> like to actually kill the son of Satan that eventually comes. Yeah, he has to become an alien. Yeah. No, yeah, he does the power of love and friendship and a book. Yeah. So the, the daggers are just used to kill off a couple of zombies, which the, the shotguns seem to do perfectly well anyway. So I yeah, don't exactly. really understand. Uh. We are rapidly approaching the only good scene in this entire fucking travesty. He's <laughs> um, not the- wrong, folks. Our two magical dude bros are sort of on watch with their shotguns that they brought for some reason. Uh, And they're looking out the window and there's like this demon lady with big titties, like just sort of like trying to lure them outside. They're just like, we're not going to go outside. That's nuts. And then they go out anyway. Now, (laughs) now, I can, we can all appreciate a MILF. Did you just do the fucking air quotes around MILF? But what I want to say is, if I was a demon, or if I was if I was a human being trying to be lured by a demon, I wouldn't choose someone who looks like a dinner lady to try and like lure me in because she has like 
white curly frizzy hair and he's wearing like <laughs> what can only be described as like something Kate Bush rejected for one of her music videos. <laughs> Got like a kimono on? Yeah, but like I wouldn't call like not no offense to this woman, but I wouldn't call her like the height of seduction. <laughs> And they just dropped know. a milf in the middle of the uh, in the middle of the Highlands. Not set even, her free. Like, not really, even a milf. Know, but like, like, even the boys like. I don't know if it's on purpose because the guys. Yeah, I mean, he's borderline because the guys go demon at the same time. <laughs> and it's like, okay, yeah, you've established that's a demon. They're not stupid. They've not been seduced. But they're like, okay, let's go get it. Let's go yeah. like, shoot it. It's like that's my favorite what? bit. Is they're just there being like, yeah, that's definitely a demon trying to trick us into going outside. And he's like, yeah, we're not going to fall for that plan. And they turn back to the window and the uh, the woman goes from being just, you know, a regular topless uh, milf to a, uh, a a scary topless milf when her face goes all demonic. And then they go, aha, yeah, see, knew she demon. was a demon. <laughs> do you want to go out and kill her anyway? Yeah, yeah, let's go <laughs> do that. <laughs> I've got their yeah. shotguns. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. We're not going to get lured to our deaths. That would be stupid. What we're going to do is go out of, to die of our own accord. That's right. <laughs> like men, like true magicians. <laughs> I'm not falling for the big booby lady. I won't go kill the demon myself. They go out there and um, the painfully obvious happens. And they wind up having this like last stand against a horde of demons who just like very slowly walk towards them and just like one by one being blown away by the shotguns. So good. <laughs> yeah, they basically play Left for Dead. They're standing back to back. One of them's got a shotgun. One of them's got a revolver. And they and it's just like quick shots of them turning, going oh bang, and then like pus and uh, like orange custard. goop. Flying yeah. out, yeah. Of, uh, as, like it creates like a cannon hole. Oh, they're not just like little shot. <laughs> Every time these zombies get shot, like a, a solid, like I don't know, like <laughs> melon-sized shot of flesh pops out, and like a whole Ambrose custard tin squares out <laughs> across the cut of grass, and that zombie falls over. And the revolver's never loaded. It, it, no, it, that's an unlimited revolver. As like no. twenty shots come out of that. Just bang, yeah, bang, bang, but you know bang, what? Even if it did run out of ammo, it wouldn't be a problem because we also get to see Chuck like roundhouse kick the head off a couple of zombies at once. <laughs> yeah, that is cool. Which that fucking is so awesome. cool. Stacy gets attacked. Something we don't see. Like Stacy, like yes. Stacy goes, Chuck. Yeah, the- Chuck's like, what? And Stacy's like bleeding from the neck down. He's like, what happened to you? And he's like, around and is just dead. He's like, Stacy becomes a becomes a demon, and then just like bites Chuck, and that's the end of that. And no one yeah. really like with all this gunfire, none of the other dipshits who are asleep inside the house wake up to figure out or like go see what's going on. <laughs> That's right, isn't it? Because they miss the whole fight and then they go outside and they're like, they see the corpse and they're like, oh no, Chuck and Stacey oh, got, got got Oh no. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous, but don't you worry, Tom. Don't you worry because the casting director has found a solution and she's going to send two more dipshits. <laughs> the next morning. The very next morning, Willie and Rena turn up. Ding, ding, ding. Dipshit arrival. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, by the way, have not been mentioned before. Like, I feel no. like if you were waiting for two friends, you'd be like, "I wonder where they got to." Or, you know, are they coming later? Or maybe we should warn them. Nothing like that. They just arrive, then they go, they "Oh, friends, we forgot about them." And then they run outside trying to not to turn their cars off. Oh, that's hilarious. 
They drive over, and uh, Willie looks like a fucking Duran Duran fanboy. Like he's got uh, hell yeah. he's got- yeah. White blazer on a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> and a fucking, like, feather earring. He's a new romantic. But, like, Willie rocks up and he's listening to his Duran Duran and he's listening far too loudly. And everyone comes out and is like, don't turn the car off. Whatever you do, don't turn the car off. They're all screaming it. They're, like, pounding on the windows. And Willie's just, like, grooving yeah, and, and Willie's just like, what? What? <laughs> so, I can't hear you. One moment. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> just turn off the radio. It's that easy. <laughs> Just turn off the radio. Eject the cassette. <laughs> no, I'm going to turn off the whole car because I'm thinking about the environment. <laughs> so yeah, everyone's stuck there again. Dell and Terry are sick of this shit, so they decide to like try walking to the gas station again. Wouldn't you know it? The exact same thing happens to them again. They oh, teleport to four predicted? identical locations and then get eaten. They eat each other. Yeah, ter- someone eats them. Terry gets uh, like demonically possessed and stabs Dell in the head with her fingernails. Yeah, she Wolverines <laughs> him. She just pokes him in the forehead like that with like three fingers. Yeah, the the rest of the pals, whilst that happens, decide to investigate the barn today um, because apparently they've not had enough of this weird shit that's going on. <laughs> Especially um, as well, like they get out of the car and uh, who was the girl who turned into a doll and exploded? Bonnie. Oh, Bonnie. Bonnie, so yeah. Bonnie gets out of the car and she's like, this place is evil, don't bury me here. And then they start walking towards the house and she turns and looks at the bar and she goes, that's where most of the evil is. <laughs> In that <laughs> barn. <laughs> and then the next day they wake up and they're like, yep. let's go to the barn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they go into the bar. They go into the barn. It works exactly the same as the house. So they open the door and like the barn's like fresh as a daisy. The two new dipshits are just like immediately fucking murked. Uh, <laughs> Rena is like, so there's like this, there's another skeleton nailed to the wall. It's got like a pentagram drawn around it in like blood and chalk. And it's got like a goat head. Yeah. And Rena just gets like strangled by this like this tongue that shoots out at the wall it like, bites like, her fucking, head as well and it bites her head <laughs> doesn't she say it's like it's weirdly beautiful or something yes. it goes up yeah. there, and it's like what like who's letting her go up and touch this thing after everything <laughs> that you've seen like latin on the walls babies exploding like <laughs> i mean just demons blood you've seen so much and then you see like a go head skeleton you're like Oh, it's so beautiful. And she just walks, you know, she starts walking to it, and they're all just watching, going, I wonder what will happen. And then it just, <laughs> oh, no. uh, it just, uh, but then it like yeah. starts strangling her, and absolutely nobody helps her. No, they all no, watch. No. She's like being strangled, and they're all going, Oh, they, no. all, hate, they all hated Rena. <laughs> in, my, in my mind, Rena and Willie were like, invited but on the basis that like they wouldn't show up and now they have so they're like oh for fuck's sake that's why they turned up a day late because the guys gave them the wrong yeah. date they're like look at these fucking idiots and uh then willie like uh gets killed by uh the magical dude bros who like rock up as mm. demons themselves and then what follows is uh basically just a very protracted night of the living dead ripoff as hordes of demon zombies rock up at the house and sort of like shuffle around it, moaning and complaining and, and lightly yep. rattling wood. 
Some of them are carrying bits of wood. Um, yeah, yeah, they're trying to help with the barricades. <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten about the two by four. Why, God, you got zombies who are like able to like eat people alive and claw people to death with like really long fingernails. And then there's like one zombie with a bit of two before me. Like, why? <laughs> why? And also, like, for some reason, it just switches from nighttime to daytime. Like, just out of nowhere. Like, they just go back into the house and it's nighttime. This film misses like the coolest moments of these things like if you're gonna do like hold, held up in a house like nazi zombies shoot zombies out through the boarded up windows or like the living dead have a montage of like loading your shotgun preparing your traps that kind of thing they ignore all of that yeah you never see him like grab a bandolier of shotgun shells you just have long boring conversations and then shots of zombies holding two b4bs and then Corey jumping around, firing shotgun at the same window. Not even other windows, just the same one. The zombies <laughs> keep piling through and he keeps going, bong, bong, There's bong. only three of them left now, aren't there? It's only the yeah. three main people. Um, yeah. And yes. Uh, yeah, one, one of them takes this uh, too far, and that's Jack. You remember Jack from the beginning, the one with the glasses. Oh, the, the one with all the charisma, all the, all yeah. the raw animal magnetism. His best mate. Yeah, <laughs> the best He's friend. His best uh, friend. Jack gets, like, bitten, tries to hide it, and then just is immediately, like, demonified. And yes. then, like, oh, go, no. goes after Elaine. Yeah, it looks like it's going to get very uncomfortable, but thankfully Elaine stabs him in the eye. Demon Jack comes up and Elaine's like, no, Jack, no. And the thing is that the demons have all been like very aggressive and bloodthirsty. Jack as a demon is just incredibly horny. Yeah, like, he's just, just sort of like leering. Great for fondling her, like something out of like, I don't know, a 70s TV show. So, yeah. yeah, she's like, I'm sorry, Jack, or something. Yeah, stabs him in the eye. And it's just the weird... <laughs> it's so fucking good. This is what sold me on watching the movie. Because this is the like, trailer as well. We'd already <laughs> seen it. You. But then I, I googled it because I wanted to make sure there wasn't anything like particularly fucky about it. And then I started yeah. watching this clip and the very first thing you see is a demon like groping a woman's boobs. And I'm like, oh, maybe this is going to be a bit fucky. And then the fucking most yeah. amazing thing in the world happens when this woman suddenly pulls a like teenage <laughs> teenage mutant ninja turtles weapon from out of her pocket, jabs it in his head, he screams, and then we get a weird sort of upwards Dutch angle like down upon him. He looks up into the camera, screams as a demon, then he turns into himself, screaming. Then he turns into a small boy, baby, and then a dove. It's <laughs> funny as well because him as an adult is like, oh, him as a demon screaming. Him as an adult is screaming. The kid looks like he's just been put there because he's like got his hands up. And he's like looks uh... confused. Uh, and then there's a baby who looks even more confused. And then a dove that flies away. And uh... it is incredible, bonkers. Just as the rest of the demons are about to like kill our final two they're drawn away by the satanic priest who caused all of this and uh, who to funk it it's the gas station attendant he's back he's pissed he's, he's not got a gun this time but he doesn't need it <laughs> because he's got the demon wind where, where we're going we don't need guns to kill no. <laughs> uh he absorbs the life force out of all of the demons which i don't really get because aren't they meant to be like undead don't try and apply logic <laughs> to this film, Matthew. Has anything in this film been remotely logical? 
No, it doesn't matter. He transforms into like some sort of horrific goat creature. He turns into an Urukai. Yeah. <laughs> Just slightly damper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a, bit, a bit more redder. He looks like like beef mint has been thrown down. <laughs> to describe it. The priest has already turned into this massive, horrible creature. And you'd think he'd be like all set to go. But no, he revives Bonnie from her doll form, who only like, she stands there for a couple of seconds going, what? No! And then screams, and then, like, he makes her explode again. No, he, he bites her head off. Yeah, oh my yeah. god, that was it? Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like he's going in to kiss her, and then he just bites her head off. Bonnie very obviously upset the director. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Corey and Elaine try one last spell out of his grandmother's diary, and it transforms Corey into what I can only describe as Liara from Mass Effect. It's <laughs> fucking amazing. He becomes Alan Rickman's character from oh, Galaxy fuck. Quest. Galaxy Quest, yeah. yeah. Literally exactly the same. I loved it. I was in his... I could not understand what was happening, but he, he looks like a fucking alien. He looks like a Klingon. It, it's very weird. I don't know if he's supposed to become an angel. I think that's what's going on. He doesn't really gain any powers of being an angel or anything from it. He just gets a little bit bolder. It's like the little toaster that could. <laughs> The, 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 the fucking goat man just throws him about the room for a solid 10 minutes and he just yeah. keeps getting up going you don't scare me and it's like <laughs> playground bully yeah, they just like, talk at each other and yeah. they're just they're like, like all of the gravity has gone out the window as well like they're just throwing each other around this fucking building smashing it up it doesn't seem to be doing any damage to anyone so i don't know no, why they're even no, doing there's it there's no like tension like this fucking finale is such a fucking snooze fest it's awful it's terrible at they one point you literally get a fake out time. as well because uh, he, uh what's it cory thinks he's woken up and it was all a dream and then it's not all a dream he comes back and the fucking battle carries on like yeah. it's just ridiculous yeah. and then he flashes to see his father's suicide again oh, yes. <laughs> yeah and again, just the whole thing, just the whole new, I'm not scared anymore. I'm not scared. And then I'm pretty sure during this process, I mean, this is very confused. I can't really remember. Elaine gets knocked out. Yeah, um, she comes around and she reads like another spell out of the book, because apparently like they didn't run out of spells before. And uh, the priest creature is defeated by that and boredom, I guess. Uh, and oh, just and explode. then he explodes as well. Yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, Why not? he explodes. So does the farm again. And uh, my brain did. Uh, <laughs> and that's basically the end of the movie. Like Corey and Elaine head home. They expose the lady from the cafe as a demon and they kill her and uh, drive off into, uh, into the sunset. Uh, and the girl with the stick comes back again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And she's she's still creepy and still ginger, but now she's got a demon face. Yes, um, and she's she's contributed nothing to the plot. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely nothing. Nothing. Uh, I mean, like most of the characters it. in this film, and that's, yes. that's that's Demon Wind. I love it. Go watch it. We could we cannot do it justice. Listener, <laughs> there is no way we could have done this. This film is cursed. We've been, had so many problems trying to record this episode. We we'd already done it once before. We're trapped in an eternal loop. Go watch Demon Wind. Free us. <laughs> yes, free us. Please make your life a living hell so that we can like get out of this. I spent the whole thing thinking I'd miss something. 
And I was expecting, <laughs> I was expecting Tom to go, aha, if you do this Bible reference, you'd understand this film. But no, there is nothing in this film that's like comprehensible. Like it is pure, <laughs> insane ramblings of a man that sort of likes demon stuff and horror films and The Shining and wanted to kind of make his own homage type film to that. But it, it comes off as just this confused hellscape. This is hell in film form. It, I mean, this was clearly made, <laughs> I think, as a as a knockoff of the Evil Dead. I mean, you got the teenagers in the cabin being eaten by demons because they read something wrong. But the Evil Dead is is it's good. Uh, it's good. <laughs> that's the clear, the, clear, the clear, clear distinction. It very much acknowledges what it is. Yes, like it, it, it's very self aware. Yeah. Demon Weird never shows to me that it's remotely self aware, not even but once. The whole thing feels like if uh, Evil Dead fucked Courage the Cowardly Dog. <laughs> <laughs> if you take Evil Dead, Night of the Living Dead, The Shining, and The Exorcism of Emily Rose, shoved it all in a blender. Get 12 seconds of Demon Win. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you do that? Like, I mean, it's just. <laughs> It's like grabbing a packet of Tang Fastics and grabbing a lump of pork chop and chucking them in a blender and going, I wonder what will happen. Like, I, 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 I don't. <laughs> what uh, do you think happened here? Yeah, what do you think happened here? <laughs> like, like, The Shining was never designed to be paired with uh, The Evil Dead. Don't do it. Like, or do one or the no, other. Do, do a subtle, this. yeah, do a subtle spooky horror film like The Shining. Again, we, I mean, we talk about this with a lot of our Wanted's films. They never go far enough. It didn't do the whole. Okay, we're going to lean into the fact that these magicians are going to roundhouse the, kick these zombies to death. It never leans far enough into that where it's entertaining on that sense, but then never leans into the subtlety enough that it's actually a clever film. It's just bad. It's. I hear what you're TV saying, Callumman, and uh, I understand you. But have you ever considered what if it was a, a whole series of goosebumps in 90 minutes, but it had all of the driving sequences from The Shining in it as well? Uh, yeah, and and for some reason, less characterization than the Goosebumps films. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to know any characters' names. I don't want to know one, not no. one. The last thing you want to do is associate with these characters or acknowledge like a type of character. Exactly. That wouldn't work. It, I just can only imagine this director and writer was on a serious amount of class A drugs, and I hope that he's I hope got that off he and recovered. Otherwise, yeah, he's well, a broken if he wasn't, man. He he needs to go to a mental yeah. asylum. Pretty stat because there is something very well, wrong here. Uh, I, I think, I think it's it, it's very provable that he's uh, he's broken and he's given up because he only made three more movies after this and then just like fucking disappeared. I wonder if they're all like this. This is his most famous. Which concerns me Ooh. greatly. That does not bode well. No, that either shows that these other ones are so banal they're not worth watching, or this is like the I don't, I don't know. I, they're not going to be entertaining if this is the one that got the most cult um, appreciation. That's my view. Well, anyway. this was fucking entertaining. I don't know what you guys are talking about. No, I that's loved what I'm it. saying. It's mental, but it was a lot of fun. I thought it was filmed relatively well for a for a dumbass nineties movie. There's shots in there that I still remember, like the fucking screaming naked in a car park. <laughs> There's all these bizarre costumes that seem to have been pulled from about fifty other films, piled in there with like no regard for plot or context. I I had a blast from beginning to well. 
from the end of the first driving sequence to the end of the movie, I had a really, really good time. <laughs> I, don't get me wrong, yeah, I, I, I'm not, <laughs> I want to clear this, I had a lovely time and I enjoyed this film greatly, <laughs> particularly when I was uh, like very pissed. But it's just like, I love the films where I can see what the directors are doing. I enjoyed this <laughs> because my brain could not fathom. It was an eldritch horror to me. <laughs> I had no way of working out what this film was about or like what anyone was trying to do here. I was enjoying it on the absolute surface level that this film was totally insane. Yes. And I was in fits of laughter because I had no idea what was coming next. I could not have predicted that the man would turn into a Klingon and then have <laughs> visions of his father committing suicide and be chucked around a room like exploding end- babies uh, yeah i never i never could have predicted the exploding baby boy. <laughs> the 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 skull with in- the really long tongue that strangled the girl the the duran duran fan turning up halfway through the film absolutely mental i would like to watch it, it again uh, and i would like to watch no, it in we are never watching you this two. again i you think you can't tell me you I didn't never- enjoy it matt I I had fun because I was watching it with you guys, obviously over over the obviously. internet. But this film is fucking shit. It's boring <laughs> and shit. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. it you cannot call you this can't boring. Say it's boring. There's, <laughs> there is an alien fighting a demon. Oh, I will. I will say I was entertained by its inexplicableness. <laughs> like there's just like no explaining anything that happens in this, other than like I don't know, like something snapped in the director and the cast's brain, and it's like, no, we're doing something. I will agree with Tom that like it's shot in a really nice way. Like a lot of the shots are like I didn't quite say unsettling. Really nice. <laughs> Well, no, like some some of the shots are quite unsettling, and like the way they use the camera is interesting, at least. Then there's just like all the fucking like meme stuff. No, it's just it's terrible. It's terrible filmmaking, and I'm glad no one involved in this does anything anymore. <laughs> That's a very pro worker position, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad none of these people fucking worked again. I bet they were all nonsense. Listen, you are fine to dream, but when your dreams cause me physical harm, when they cause me psychic damage, maybe you should, I don't know, work in a factory. You're in the wrong line of work, buddy. We haven't shown you the hip-hop <laughs> witch yet. Oh, no. Oh, no. Or Le- no. Leprechaun 2. In the hood. Oh, Leprechaun in the hood. in the hood. Uh, is Troll in the hood? And we've not watched Ginger Dead Man versus uh, Killer Bong. We're I, not watching. Killer Bong is on Roku now. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, well, we've got no. access to it because it's on full moon anyway. But, um, I mean, I suppose with Demon Wind finally recorded and touch wood, um, cinnamon in hand, snow globe thrown across the room, no hiccups. We should go back to our roots and watch something really ridiculous. Let's let's yes. let's find something totally B-movie. And let's... I have one. Go on. I'm talking about the Toxic oh, Avenger. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah, a great baby. shout. That's that's a dead heat level film. Yeah, let's do it. Why yeah, not? Let's do it. Yeah, join join us uh, join us in a couple of weeks' time for Toxic Avenger, I guess. Anyway, um, I guess do we have to climb out of the cinnamon cave now? How do we how do we get yeah, out? Yeah, I think we should. I think we <laughs> should. It's about time. Anyone smell pigeons? I think I'm turning into one. <laughs> Quick, stab him in the eye. Callum, no, no, that's not. No, Callum, no, 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 that's, that's a, a snow globe. No, Callum. <laughs> Now you see it. Now you don't. Now you're dead. 
Demon Wind.